In this bulletin, Novak Djokovic says he holds no hard feelings towards Australia but will never forget the deportation saga. Benjamin Netanyahu sworn in as Israel's Prime Minister for his sixth term. And in sport, tennis players at the Australian Open to compete for record-high prize money. All the latest from the SBS newsroom, I'm Katrina Stewart. Novak Djokovic's visa issues and vaccination stance were a hot topic during the year, but the tennis star says he is putting the ordeal behind him to focus on making more tennis history. Djokovic has returned to Australia nearly a year after he was deported over his vaccination status. The world number five arrived in Adelaide earlier this week, after the federal government granted him a visa last month. He told reporters that while he can't ever forget the events that transpired 12 months ago, he has no bad blood or ill feeling towards Australia and hopes to win more titles here. It's great to be back in Australia. I mean, I, obviously what happened 12 months ago uh, was not easy for, you know, for me, for my family, uh, team, anybody who's close to me. And it's obviously disappointing to, uh, to leave the country uh, like that. But um, it's a country where... I've had uh, tremendous success in my career, uh, particularly in Melbourne. You know, by far my most successful Grand Slam, won it nine times, and uh, hopefully um, I can have another great summer. Benjamin Netanyahu has been sworn in as Israel's Prime Minister for his sixth term in what will likely be the country's most right-wing government in history. It comes just 18 months after he was ousted from power by a loose coalition of rivals from across the political spectrum. He returns with the support of several far-right figures once found on the fringes of Israeli politics, with members of Netanyahu's Likud party filling some of the most important cabinet positions. Opposition member of the right-wing New Hope party, Sharon Haskell, says her party will work with the new government. So a little bit disappointed, obviously, um, but this was the uh, uh, open elections, democratic elections here in Israel. This is the government that was chosen. Uh, we will know how to cooperate with them on the good things that they'll bring to the uh, citizens of Israel. And we'll know how to fight uh, the bad reforms that they will try and legislate. Around 2,000 demonstrators gathered outside to protest Netanyahu's return to office as the new ministers were preparing to be sworn into parliament, according to the Jerusalem police spokesperson. Rumours about the worsening health of Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI are bringing Catholics to pray for him, with bishops around the world calling for the faithful to keep the previous pontiff in their thoughts. Incumbent Pope Francis has confirmed that his predecessor, who was the first pope to resign in six centuries, has suffered a sudden worsening of his health. In Vatican City, many people were seen praying and commenting about the news, such as Mountain Buterak, who works as a tour guide for Catholic travel. I think it's, it's kind of expected. He retired nearly a decade ago, so no one thought he was going to live forever. But it's also a bit sad because for the last 10 years, we've had him close by living here in the Vatican even though he wasn't in the public. So sad, but I think he can do a lot more for us if he makes it up to heaven with his prayers. After two years of muted celebrations, Sydney's iconic harbour is set to shine on New Year's Eve with 100,000 pyrotechnic effects lighting up the skyline. Authorities say around 1 million people are expected to attend the Sydney harbour across various vantage points to mark the new year. A total of 13,000 aerial fireworks will light up the city. 
Seventh-generation fireworks expert Fortunato Foti's family pyrotechnic company has been at the helm of Sydney's New Year's Eve celebrations for 25 years. He confirmed that safety is the priority for organisers and that the weather conditions are being closely watched to ensure the event will happen in safe conditions. Obviously, wind always plays a, uh, a part in whether we have to delay or uh, postpone delay or uh, cancel any particular show, but uh, we have procedures and processes in place that we're able to still continue to show depending on the wind speeds and wind direction. Um, we've only ever had to cancel once and postpone once, so I'm, I'm I'm pretty confident uh, this year will be fine. And in sport, the tennis players at next month's Australian Open will compete for more than $100 million in prize money over the Australian summer. The historic new amounts come from a record $76.5 million Australian Open purse and the addition of the lucrative new United Cup mixed teams event to start the season. The men's and women's singles champions at Melbourne Park will receive $2.9 million each, an overall increase of 3% on last summer's open riches. There are prize money increases in every open round, including qualifying, where a first round participant will earn $26,000. That's all the latest from the SBS Newsroom. I'm Katrina Stirrett.